All right, folks, we're back. And it is Monday. Glad to be back here in the studios again today. Folks, this is your host, who? Radio Strongman, Kim Wade. I am coming to you alive from WYAB 1039 FM. <laughs> Well, folks, it is Monday. We made it through another weekend, no small feet, I might add, folks. Between the Rona, the water, and the Democrat heads in this uh, metropolitan city, folks, we're here. I'm talking about beating the odds. Man, you got a better chance of winning a billion dollar lottery ticket. Somebody won it. They papered up now, baby. And uh, I didn't have a dog in that hunt, unfortunately. But anyway, you know, actually, uh, I forget to even get a lottery ticket. You know, when they were, uh, when before Mississippi had one, if I traveled out of state, I would get one, uh, you know, Texas or Louisiana or uh, Georgia or whatever. But since it's been here, I don't, even, I don't care a whole lot of cash anymore uh, for fear of getting robbed. Now, I still get robbed. You can still get robbed. They just get some experience, you know, wasting a bullet on you. I had to kill him and didn't get a dime. In other words, I'm in the hole. That's what they'll be screaming. But nonetheless, folks, it is Monday. Glad to be back here in the studios. And, of course, the murder and mayhem continues in the city of Jackson. And our illustrious mayor, Chalk Lines Lumumba, had a press conference today and told us, hey, don't drink the water. Folks, these Negroes are not on their job. I keep telling y'all. Whoo, man, you're talking about incompetence on display. The Peter Principle in full effect. And the thing about it, everybody's got a title. Everybody's got a title. He owed those press conferences, man. They got more doctors than Baptists standing up there behind him. Doctor so and so, doctor so and so, doctor so and so, master so and so. Man, these folks couldn't pull water out of a crock. I told you, once you go black, ain't nothing gonna work anymore. I'm t- Kim, I know you're saying, Kim, Kim, why you hate your own people? No, I love my people. These Negroes getting on my last Negro nerve. I'm telling you, boy, y'all setting us back a thousand years. You can tip. Look, y'all can say, you know, you, you hear these, uh, 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 the black Hebrew Israelites and all the black for living folks and all them folks like that trying to tell you about who built the pyramids. You can believe there's a white man somewhere up in there. Somewhere. <laughs> Ain't nowhere in the world on Negroes stacked on bricks that high. And they still standing to die without somebody beating on them. Believe that. And now we got free reign, free will, free will, and access to the money. And can't even lay pipe in the end. They down there with cotton balls trying to clean the water out. Just pour it through the cotton, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord have mercy. What they need, they need radio strong, man. I'll go down there, man. I'll be like, I'll be swinging a hammer like Thor. Bam, all upside the grill. Get out of here. The mayor's incompetent, folks. Of course, that's not a newsflash. You're talking about being in over your head. He's Somebody sent me a meme today showing a, a side-by-side picture of Chokwe Lumumba and Joe Biden's press secretary, the little black girl from Haiti, the gay girl. Oh, she's so proud to be gay. Incompetent as far as, I mean, dude, I don't know what she was doing before she got that job. McDonald, I don't know. But baby... Again, look, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but, man, we're putting a lot of trifling folks up front. I mean, you know, what's going on? Back in the day. Okay. 
<laughs> okay, so Chokwe's solution is, folks, I didn't even, I didn't hear this part of the press conference. It has been brought to my attention by、uh, reliable sources. The mayor has come up with a solution that's going to solve all the problems and satisfy the EPA and everything else. He's going to set the water towers on fire and boil the water from there. <laughs> ha! You talking about Negro mess. No, what he's going to do is he's going he's to pick up all the paper in Jackson and all the trash from、uh, Richards. So Richards won't have to go that far to, to,、uh, to dump their trash. They're just going to dump it up under the water towers and set it on fire, heat it up to boiling water, and then everybody's going to have fresh water. Man, man I played the boy short. I didn't think he had it in him. Teeny, did I realize Chalk Lines had some up his sleeve? So there was, a, there was a method to the madness. Here we're thinking the whole thing with Richard's garbage disposal and the mayor was uh, 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 mired in graft and corruption. Teeny, did we realize the mayor had a plan up his sleeve to not only solve the garbage problem, which did not exist until he created one, but also solve the water problem, the undrinkable water. Way to go, chalk lines. So, folks, uh, uh, the mayor's on top of it. So, If you see a big bonfire over there on Fortification and Mill Street,、uh, that's the mayor setting that water tower on, on fire down there in South Jackson. So good water is coming to you, baby. All right. Of course, you might die from toxic fumes, but what the hell? You know, you got to die of something. Come on, pick your poison, man. Get off the man's back. What do you want? Clean water or dirty air? Huh? So there's your solution. Chalk lines. Boy, I tell you what, you're talking about doing things in a Negro way. Who would have thunk it is? Set the water towers on fire. Boil the water before it gets to you. The mayor. I tell you what. Man, you talking about Charles.、Mm. Mm-hmm. But it is, I mean, you talk, what, what are they talking about、uh, when they're talking about rigging the jury?、Uh, this is a rigging the water.、Uh, <laughs> I can't even say it because my boss is here. <laughs> anyway, he's staring down my throat here, folks. But you, you get my drift. Nod, nod, wink, wink. But anyway, folks, it is Monday. Glad to be here in the studios. We got a special guest in the second hour you're going to enjoy.、Uh, we're going to be talking about the, the Supreme Court ruling regarding charter schools. And、uh, he's from the Heritage Institute. And he's going to be talking with us about the implications, folks. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. And, it's gonna, and it dovetails what I've been suggesting that if I were to throw my hat in the ring for the mayor of the city of Jackson. I'm going to tell you, it goes both ways. I mean, I've had people talk to me this weekend, approach me, and comment to me, yada, yada, yada. Here's the thing. In the words of the former representative in the、uh, Mississippi House, Jim Evans, when he was asked, Mr. Evans, we need you to be president, CEO, chairman of the 100 black men. Jim Evans paused, looked down at his feet, furrowed his brow, looked up and said, A hundred ends? A hundred Negroes? Oh, no. No, dog. I ain't got that kind of time to be trying to run herd over that, man. No, 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 no. So the same thing when they ask about running for mayor. Folks, the ideals would work, not because they are coming out of my mouth. That's not it. The ideals work because they work. And I was talking with some business people this weekend who are just wringing their hands over the fact that they can't even do. I mean, I mean, they're at wit's end. 
Uh, did you see Jeff Good's letter on、uh, Next Door?、Uh, he's just pleading with the mayor. Jeff, look, I told, see, Jeff, now Jeff has always been cordial to me. He's always been friendly. Of course, he's like that. That's his personality. But Jeff is like many other whites in this, in this area, in this town, in this state. Kim, I like you, yada, 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 but you're a little over the top. You're going to alienate my black friends. Well, here's the deal your black friends are alienating your business from you. I have another friend who is Caucasian in the uh, uh, set aside industry. And、uh, friends, we're friends and everything, but I know Kim, you know. It's kind of like Peter and Jesus in the last hour. You know, yeah, I don't want to get too close. I want to be able to keep my eye on you, but I don't want to get to, I don't want to be associated with you. And I get that. I get that from black folks, but it ain't no big deal. But here's the deal. Turns out I was right, wasn't it? These Negroes ain't going to fix nothing. And one of the business persons I spoke with this weekend, they said, well, could you just write some letters and some. <laughs> Look, black folks have abandoned their kids. Both academically and in, in, in the real world, in too many instances, they ain't interested in doing right. This generation of black folks ain't the same from 20, 30 years ago. I ain't gonna say they're useless, but it's like skin on a hot dog. Getting there close. We're not interested in fixing anything, we're interested in being important. And you know what the root cause of all that is? These Negroes lack wisdom. They ain't got no damn sense. They're fools with degrees. And they got degrees in things. They don't even have a degree of understanding of what they got the degree in. They couldn't do a PowerPoint presentation on that crap that they say they got a degree in if their life depended on it. I ain't trying to put nobody down, dude. Hey, everybody can see this. They can't implement. Now, as, as your mayor, this is what I would do. See, first of all, it's like I was telling someone the other day. I said, I know what my strengths and weaknesses are. That day to day crap, sitting up there listening to all that, uh、uh-uh, uh, I'm cutting right through the chair. Whoa, 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 whoa. We ain't going to be doing this all the time. We ain't going to be doing the same stupid stuff every day. We ain't going to be holding a thousand meetings just to hold a thousand meetings. When, whenever we have a meeting, when we lead it, everybody's got an assignment that when we get back together, Baby, you better have it did. Not done, but did. Or there's going to be some black on black crime up in there. Now, here's the deal. When I have this guest in at 5 o'clock, we're talking about the charter schools. You're going to hear the solution to Jackson's problem. Listen to this gentleman here. Listen to us discuss it. This is not rocket science. As I said, we're failing the kids. And when you fail the kids, you're failing the future, you're failing the tax base. And so, when you get done, when we get done discussing it, you'll see there's、uh, the state of Arizona just implemented where the money follows the kid statewide. Regardless, if you want to send them kids to stripper pole, king of diamond school, that's where you think your child is going to get the best education for their skill set, you can take that, whatever, $8,900 a year and put it towards that. If you want to send them to Uh, a theological school. You, can, you want to send them to bricklaying school. You can send them to that. See, that will break the monopoly up that these black Democrats, these set aside Negroes, have 
over the black community because they're the ones ruining the black community. Oh, yes. As I said, this three group here, the set aside Negroes, the black for a living and the free to land Negroes, they run the black community, run it in their selfish bid to pad their own pockets. That's what I as mayor would break. Oh, I break. See, I'm the only one who could run and articulate that when Marcus Wallace throws his hat in the ring, I'm going to pull that hat down around his waist. And anybody else they want to throw up there, man, they can't stand this fire. And now there'll be people who want me to throw my hat in the ring just so they can vote against me. And I appreciate that because it's not winning the election that's going to be the important part. It's educating you Negroes. And guess what? Four to six every day. I'm going to still be here on this radio program. See, you can't have the ideals that you hear me espousing and try to run a traditional mayoral campaign or any other campaign. But sitting here from four to six, they can't fade me, dog. And they can come on. If they want equal time, come on in. Seems like my fingers crossed. They have Marcus Wallace sitting across the table from me. And we chop it up just like that. Oh, it's going to be cordial. It's going to be respectful. But they can't win because the ideals they have are 60 years old. They don't work. We got criminals running up and down a doorstep. We got Negroes running amok. And I'm going to show you guys how the game go. In the Kim Wade administration, you know, you know what my theme song going to be? Everybody get your roll on. Everybody get your roll on. We ain't going to have all these paper pushers, these folks with clipboards and a badge out there harassing folks. Now, to the citizens and the business people, now, don't bring the law down on your head. Okay? You get your grind on, but if you start messing up your neighbor's tranquility, the property values, harming folks, oh, you're going to have a problem with the city. But if you're getting your grind on, you're getting your roll on and feeding your family and keeping on bambinos and pampers, you ain't have no problem out of the city of Jackson. And am one of those city inspectors. If your name come across my desk two times for harassing folks, trying to shake down folks who don't want to be shaken down, I ain't going to bother you for shaking down people who want to be shaken down. But if I catch it, you're going to pay the price. So everybody going to get what they want. You want to be a shakedown artist with a clipboard? Fine. Just shake down the people who want to be shaken down. But if you shake down somebody who don't want to be shaken down and you, your name come across my desk, oh, baby, baby. Oh, I can show you better than I can tell you. Folks, this stuff ain't rocket science. You just need a different kind of Negro. Oh, I'm your Huckleberry. I ain't smiled since 1969. I'm hard to live with when I want to be. And don't make me there. Don't make me go there. Because I'm sitting back with my fingers crossed. Let's take a break. folks we're back and it is monday this your mayor and i don't smoke no dope i may not be able to qualify man if i take a urine test and mine's come back clean no we, we want a dope head a crack head a meth head 
Bro, you ain't got nothing. No,、nah, bro. Uh uh. We, we can't do this. We can't even trust you. You ain't on no kind of illegal narcotic. Something's going to have to be dead. They're going to have to shoot me up. Folks, I want to tell you about the AC doctor. My friend Gerald Sid and the crew stand at the ready, folks, to help you with your climate control there in your home. That's right. Your comfort is their concern. Give the AC doctor a call, 601 706 4551, for all your heat and air conditioning needs. They don't just fix your air conditioning and get it back running cool. Folks, when they get done getting it up and running, they want to figure out is it performing optimally? In other words, is it doing everything it needs to do to the best of its ability? Because your comfort is their concern. So give them a call, 601 706 4551. The AC doctors, the troubleshooters, that's the way they roll. 601 706 4551. Let's go to my friend and yours, Mobile Bob. Hey, man. Hey, man. What's up? Hey, did you hear about the、um, doctors in Canada pour them down? Six of them over two weeks. <laughs> nothing to see here.、Man. There's nothing to see here. <laughs> All of them are fully vaxxed. Young doctors dropping dead four in one week, and then another one died over the weekend. Then、uh, one had, what is it, just recently died, or the six total? Yeah. In two weeks. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> Come on, you're jumping to conclusions, man, bro. Come on. Folks. I'm sure that's happened in the past before. We just didn't realize it until now.、Mm-hmm. You know, that many young doctors dying in that short time period. Yeah. But、uh, this vaccine is safe and effective.、So、yeah. We got that much.、Fun. Except for those six guys. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, they did note last year sometime that there w a s a few bad batches. So, I guess they just, you know, they probably could hit the, they couldn't hit the billionaire、uh, dollar lottery, but man, they hit it big on the COVID、uh, vaccine. Yeah, that's about the same kind of odds of, <laughs> of uh, you, you uh, winning that lottery. If you say six doctors in, the, in two weeks and around the same area are going to die young, and four are at, just die. And four at the same hospital? What are the odds, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Unless, of course, there's something fishy going on, which is not randomly, yeah, that's been about the same odds as、uh, you hitting that lottery. Not randomly, but then the odds are pretty good.、Yeah, it's, I mean, look, like I said before, at this point here, people want to continue to buy into the obvious lie. You got Dr. Burks admitting that uh, uh, she duped the president,、uh, Trump, the real president, and、uh, you got Fauci admitting. Uh, his fraud involved in the whole、uh, effort to lock down the country. If you guys are still following behind these politicians at this point, look, good luck. It's not going to work out well for you. Anybody who lies to you, have, they don't have your best interest at heart. Like that's a newsflash. Yeah, really. And of course,、uh, both Fauci and Biden、uh, claim they got the、uh, COVID again. Right. <laughs> What are you doing getting tested all these? Are you sick? Uh, you guys showing symptoms? Is that what it is? Right. Why, why are you getting tested so much? Well, you know, it's, it's interesting you should say that because、uh, I had a situation where somebody was telling me that they had COVID. They said,、oh, just the sniffles and bad cold, yada, yada, yada. And I'm saying to myself, well, if you hadn't gotten tested, you would still have those symptoms. You wouldn't have thought any more of it. You'd just say, okay, I got sniffles, got a cold, whatever.、Uh, the whole testing thing is just throwing everything. See, Who is the author of confusion? The devil.、Yeah. And that's what they keep. Everything is always, you just can't get a straight, clear answer on anything anymore. And now we find out they lied about the data. The lie- Matter of fact, did you see the Health Ranger, Mike Adams,、uh, last week? Check on his old shows about three shows back. And he、mm-hmm. points out, he said all the data was, I mean, these people lied about everything. Of course they did. 
Yeah, we knew that from day one. We knew that out the gate. <laughs> Everything we said was going to happen, happened. And, you know, we were saying the only real fix for this is herd immunity. Right. You let it go spread throughout, throughout, and the healthy people will uh, get over it quicker and spread a less severe version of it. Mm-hmm. And that's all that happened. That's all that happened. This shot didn't do anything, and they know it. Well, and then I re- read a report uh, over the weekend, and it was talking about why there's such a low incident of uh, COVID death in Africa and in South America and some of the poorest countries of the world yeah. because those people have been taking the uh, ivermectin and the uh, uh, all the stuff that prevents malaria and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, they're trying to say, well, the Western, Western uh, uh, civilization, they have such a high, rich diet and all that kind of crap. I said, man, please. Uh, yeah. These people, like I said, you know what? These people want to kill us, the bottom line. They want to kill us all. And I was in Walmart the, uh, today, mm. and that's the emptiest I've ever seen Walmart shelves. I can't, I can't hardly get any uh, frozen vegetables. Mm-hmm. The whole thing, they were empty. Mm-hmm. This has been to, uh, over two days they've been empty like this. I've never seen that in my lifetime. 56 years old, I've never seen it. Do you know why it's happening? I'm going to tell you why. What you see, what you see, and what you have seen on the store shelves has been harvest from two years ago. The harvest from last year now they're starting to ration because it's going to be more expensive. They're going to make more money off of it. But what you've been eating off the shelves is harvest from two years ago. So that means that next year things are going to be higher, and year after next things are going to be non-existent for the most part. Yeah, they're just, just trying to starve us to death. Oh, no, not, they're not trying. They're going to starve us to death. That's what I'm saying, folks. Listen, you might as well get clear-eyed about this here. We're going to have to regulate these fools. We're going to have to do some chest bumping. We're going to have to move some furniture around. We're going to have to crack some heads down to the white meat. Who the hell told these bankers that they can determine the fate of the world, who gets to live and who gets to die? We need to chase Bill Gates down like a damn rabbit, along with Soros, Klaus Schwab, Charles Schwab, Michael Schwab, snobs, everybody, and all their government officials who are working on their behalf, chase them down like rabbits. Them, their family, the babies, everybody. They got to go for for harboring this, this ideal. Into, and this and this will go into that twenty twenty four election. Right. I guess again they think they're gonna. I guess they're gonna just uh, scam it all over again to because uh, you got everybody starving at the same time. Election going on. They're not going to want to hear that Biden won in another got another eighty one million votes. I think you will finally have your Sri Lanka uh, riot. Uh, they you know, say insurrection. They say they're faking. There could maybe be a real insurrection this time, Bruh, They listen. The, the they don't intend to have it. Listen, these people are going to go for broke. The FBI has been shown to be absolutely corrupt. They they stole helped steal two elections twenty sixteen. Uh, they they interfered in 2016 and failed. Right. To, and in 2020, they succeeded. These people are going to have to pay. Everybody's going to look, folks. You're not getting out of this without shedding some blood. You might as well just get that get it over your head. If you understand, I was listening to Dennis Prager coming in today and he was pointing out that all these mass murders by these governments over the years have been with governments have been by governments that have rejected God, who have chased God out of the public square. And anytime you start pushing these ism, government, uh, communism and Nazism and socialism, you're pushing God out of the government square. And these people, are go- they're going to kill you. Governments don't have compassion. They have an interest. That's it. Really? Uh, one more thing before I go. Uh, I was watching another thing on, C- uh, on YouTube with CNN went to Wyoming. 
talk and ask people how they felt about Liz Cheney. She, the woman sounded like like she the CNN report looked surprised that the people in Wyoming despise Liz Cheney. Mm-hmm. It's like really you 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 are surprised by that. And one woman asked, "Well, what is she doing?" And of course, the uh, when the guy talks about the January sixth debacle, and the woman said, "Well, Liz Cheney talks about the rule of law and uh, and uphold the rule of law." And the guy said, "How are you upholding the rule of law and when it's supposed to be some kind of a hearing of some sort?" But you won't even allow Trump any opportunity to defend himself. How's that holding up on the rule of law? Well, see, that's the whole thing. Everything about them is a lie. This is why I keep telling you folks, and and I ran into some folks who I sensed who were guest supporters, which is fine, no problem. But I sensed that they, you know, they have a problem with me dropping salt on Michael Guest. Folks, I'm gearing to be like that lady on on the Morton Salt Box. Okay, I'm gonna drop some salt on this fool because I'm not gonna be found wrong about him. Michael Guest is in with Chris Ray. He's in with Benny Thompson. He's in with the Deep State. He's in with the Uniparty. They intend to steal our freedoms. They're jailing uh, patriots all around this country. Judges are giving them unreasonable jail times for mis- misdemeanor crimes, and Michael Guest is cool with that. Well, I'm not cool with Michael Guest. Screw him. Exactly. Anyway. Exactly. I mean, I guess we'll see in a few couple of weeks. Absolutely. How Mr. Riggins going on. All right, man. Great talking with Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Folks, as I told you before, you're getting these text messages from this 855 number. They're just trying to, again, sight in their rifles for hunting season. Hunting season is election day. They're trying to figure out how many votes they need to steal per precinct, per district. So when you respond, they're building a profile of you. So they can say, okay, this person here is going to vote this way. We need to, we need to get one of these illegals with. The, oh, I didn't even get to that. We need to get one of these illegals to offset their vote. That's what the Democrat Uniparty is doing. This is what Michael Guest is delivering, folks. Our country is not going to be free. You may think it's just giggles and grins. You don't believe me, but you know what? It's going to happen whether you believe it or not. Let's take a break. And it is Monday. Glad to be back here in the studios. Hey, I want to remind you, are you building a home? Uh, and you hit, well, you're going to be putting a garage door up. You need to talk with people at Corkin Door. You can go to their website, Corkin Door, C-O-R-K-E-R-N, door.com. And folks, you want to do something unique with a, a garage door. You ain't even thought about it. But folks, they've got some ideas. They've been in the business 50 years. They know what they're talking about. And Teeny did I realize all the different, I mean, you know, we live here in the South. You said, get a garage door. No, there's a lot of different permutations to putting up a garage door and one that you can actually use for its functionality, which is to get the door up and down so you can put the car in there. But also, it can be decorative. It can be insulated. It can do a lot of things to help you enjoy your garage more. Cork and Door is giving you all the different angles about garage doors. Give them a call, 601-922-3667, 922-DOOR. Check them out online, corkandoor.com. Let's go to Chris. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, hey Kev, how you doing? Baby? What are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine you, sir. So you finna run for mayor. Huh? I'm running, I'm running. Woo! No, it's it's under advisement right now, sir. What would you think? Could I get your vote, Chris? I'll vote for you. Really? Yeah, I, I keep telling you I'm not a Democrat with folks. Okay. I'm going to work with first the best, the best, no best I see that help me. Okay. So between you and Chuck Line, it'll be for you. Okay. Well, Chuck Line's probably going to run again because, I mean, he said food him twice. One more time, no, shouldn't I hurt. Mean, even though we, I, mean, I, I really <clears> think we need to change out all the um, uh, board supervisors, including your boy David Archie, 
and the city council. Mm-hmm. But that ain't going to happen because I know actually putting on wings. I mean, I don't see no reason for his war to change him out. He do, he do what they ask him to do. Well, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Uh, in my campaign effort, we're out to run. This is what I would be asking of those who want to run for city council. They don't have to join with me on everything, but we would have some basic, you know, top 10 things we want to do that I need four votes on. If I could get four councilmen to commit to that, this is going to be a, a, a contract with Jackson, if you will, that we're going to go forward and try to raise the property values of the city of Jackson and improve the grade standing of the schools there in Jackson. And we're going to be working towards that. And all the other stuff, fixing the streets, fixing the quality of life issues, will fall under those things. If I could get four council people to commit to that, man, we run as a team. And, man, we'll take this thing. Look, for for the life of me, Chris, I cannot understand out of all these black politicians throughout the country, why none of them have ever been interested in trying to make their city the best. I mean, not just say it, but actually do some stuff. I think the order bring tax base back to the city of Jackson. It's the order they need to change. They ain't gonna change. Well, this that's is the ordinance of not allowing mobile homes in city limits. But they put the city limits all the way out to the county into the county. Well, that and for instance, up there by Tudu College, up there in the neighborhood Tugaloo, that 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 wasn't considered Jackson to what the mid eighties and to Jackson and Estes. Yeah, well, the, those, I mean, that's a factor, and that I I, I wouldn't de- deny you on that, but I don't think that that would be, on, on my list, that would be about in the 20s, somewhere in the 20s, in terms of raising property values. But well, see, it, uh, see, my thing like this, it won't, uh, I mean, if you allow them Build new ones are bringing the new well, then, ones. No, no, no. I, I, I don't think you can you can replace the one you have on there, but I don't think they're giving up no new more uh, uh, trailer parks in Jackson. Yeah. Well, I don't even think you can do it in Nines County. Like it is, because you, you are not taxpayers. Well, wait a minute. You have to somebody to rent a home instead of own a home. Well, uh, Why I want to rent a person, uh, a, a, person in, a person on a trailer is, is paying taxes? Yes, he is. They are paying taxes. Yeah, so what's your beef with that? that, that that's my point. You ran all the city. You, you ran some taxpayers out because you don't want to allow them to get new mobile homes. Why not let them get new homes on their property? They probably, is they property. Why not? Well, look, we can address that. I, I wouldn't be a hard nose to the point where, you know, these people have a hardship where they or they want a trailer on there. We can look at everything. I'm not going to let them put it in the middle of Ridgewood Court. I mean, you know, no, not no, I ain't talking about yeah. Ridgewood. I'm talking about there. With, 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 I mean, I'm talking about where it was one. Uh, it was old one there, and they moved one old one out for new one there. Yeah. Okay. I think I think they could already. I don't know. I, I believe that. I believe they already can. But if I'm no, wrong, I, know they I, I tried it. They, 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 so they, you the one in damn damn trailer then. <laughs> Chris, get they out of here. They made me pay $126 to tell me no. I said, yeah. I could tell me that from the beginning. They had me be in front of the city council tell me no. Yeah. Well, it, it, it may be the neighborhood that you were in, you know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. We could talk off, 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 the, uh, off the air and get more information. All right. All right, Chris, appreciate it, but we'll take that under advisement. The main thing we're going to do, we're going to get crime down. And as I said yeah, before, yeah, the, I, the, J- I, mean, I just want to get the laws on the tax. I mean, Jackson has, the tax is too high. Well, I mean, what they do with the tax money? Well, they're stealing it. Too much of it is being stolen. It's being stolen through different ways they do their contracts. And we're going to break. I'm going to tell you now, you folks in the set-aside community, are you going to still be able to eat, but you ain't going to be able to eat the way you want, not the way you've been doing it. And to the white community and the black community, here's the thing, to the business community in general. Here's here's Mayor Wade's position. Everybody's got to eat, okay? Like Maynard, I, mean, I mean, look at the 
the ball war situation, like he gave the press conference about the war. Talking about they building something over to, to protect the, the to protect the water treatment plant. You're supposed to be building now. It's summertime. This is what you want to build. You want to build for getting winter time. That don't make sense to what you're getting winter dance about building. But my thing is, he, he can use the money for the seniors. That could be, that should have been built three years, folks, three or four years ago. Again, you know, the, the problem is we got a situation where we have black leaders like Chalk Lines Lumumba. They lack knowledge, wisdom, and integrity. That's the reason why nothing's getting done. They're too busy trying to be nickel slick. I appreciate you, Chris. Let's get. I have a good one, Ken. All right, let's get Steve. Hey, Steve. Hey. Hello. Hey, Kim. Hey. How you doing, bud? All right. What's up? Well, uh, what's necessary right now is the somebody that can fix the water and address all of the other problems that EPA has raised in Jackson, Mississippi. Yep. And to do that, it's going to require just a, a, a monumental effort, which pits two of the darlings of the Democratic Party opposed to one another. Wouldn't you agree? Uh, you talking about Con Tom? And who else? Well, the black community and the environmental oh. tree herders. Right, right. That's that's what we've got. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. And, go ahead. Huh? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll finish my thought. No, after you. Well, you're going down a path that I was going to be addressing. And I, I've touched on it briefly in the last couple of weeks or days or whatever. And that is, we in the black community, we got to put a stop to these so-called organizations like EPA, Southern Poverty Law Center, these legal defense funds coming in, doing what they think is best for the black community at the expense of the black community. And we sit back there not weighing the cost. If they got some good ideals that paper out cost-wise, paper out in terms of what's good for kids and what's good for our property values, we'll look at it. But they're not just running in here and getting their hustle on. That's why that lawyer who called in the WNPR when I was on the other week, I'm saying, wait a minute, you up here suing on behalf of kids K through 12. How do we know what you suing for is for these is in these kids' best interest? We know y'all get paid, but what the hell is it? In other words, we need to talk. We got too many people like Chalkway, Chalk Lines, and all these other, too many of these black lawyers who sit back with, with their mouths closed while these other folks with bar cars come in here and do all this crazy stuff in our, in our name. So we can work out, we can work things out with the EPA. All people want us to be reasonable. The EPA is the same way. But black folks sit back like bumps on a log and let everybody else do the talking for them. Well, you got somebody going to raise their voice now. You got Radio Strongman. I'm going to break it up at the door. Well, now, Kim, uh, uh, on your run for mayor, I, I would like, in addition to what you've already required from four of the five, okay? Right. Four you have got a bureaucracy. Trump had it, and it stifled everything he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. My friend, you as mayor would have the same thing, the same entrenched bureaucracy. But wait, but wait, wait. Yeah, I have an idea. I have an approach. Here's the deal. First of all, the mayor's got like three bodyguards around him, whatever they make the salary. I'm getting rid of all them because I'm going to walk the streets alone. I'm going to carry my own stuff. Okay? If they get me, they get me. I'm going to either be covered by the blood or I'm going to be covered in blood. But I ain't, 
I'm not going to be having no three-buddy so Go gun. ahead, Moahead. You the man. <laughs> Look, bro, we going down swinging, okay? It's going to be some black-on-black crime they roll up on Brother Kim Wade. But here's the deal. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take those three positions, and I'm going to hire two folks for each one of those positions they got that actually go out there and put their hands on the problem, okay? Are we, we going to work this out? And then— And, and now, wait a minute, Kim. It, uh, if, if you're talking about infrastructure— Got that. Paving roads. Got that. And and and, and replacing uh, sewers and replacing water lines and et cetera, et cetera. You're going to need the old boy with the uh, uh, pocket protector, aren't you? Yes, sir. White boy Bob. Are you getting him in here? Yes, sir. Well, you, you, now you better bounce that off the. <laughs> you better bounce that off the city council before you bail off, and you better be ready to get the, the, the city council's approval to fire about 30 to 50% of the bureaucracy standing between you and getting new business in the city. Well, there's there's a way of getting around that, too. As I said before. Really? Yo, Civil yes. service? Yes, you sir. can get around that? Yes, listen to me. Listen to me. We're not going well, to. Well, then, then rave on, fool. That's marvelous. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I, I will I, tell you how after this break, okay? Thanks, Steve. Uh, whatever. For later. Bye. <laughs> All right, folks. Hey, it's not too late to drop that boat off at Smith Marine. Smith Marine Sales in Ridgeland. SmithMarineSales.com. Folks, you're a full-service marina. They do it all, folks. They take care of that uh, houseboat, pontoon, jet skis, whatever's on the water that floats, they take care of it. SmithMarineSales.com. All right, to Steve's question. This is, what I, this is what I suggested we do. You don't have to fire the uh, the civil servants that you just spoke, spoke of. The harm that they're doing to people who are trying to get their business up, people who are trying to have a stable neighborhood, community, home, yada, yada, yada. If you just sit them down and keep them from harassing the people and those people are able to go on and get in business, folks, you can eventually offset their salary by the increase in property values. It's not going to be easy. But what you do is you pay them, a, we're going to pay them an extra 50. We're going to give them a raise. We're going to promote them. But their job now is just to sit back and read manuals all day long and put them turn in book reports. That's it. Oh, you can stay there for another 30 years if you want, but you're going to turn in on damn book reports. You're not going to sit there and every day and you can say, oh, I got it easy. That's fine. You're going to turn it in and it's going to be approved or not approved. That's going to be your job description because we want the city to be better and you're helping us understand those manuals. That's what you're going to do. Since you're out there with your clipboard harassing folks, oh, we're going to break some stuff up. And then the other thing we're going to do, if I can get the city council to go along with this, we're going to hold some city council meetings where we just go back over the old rules and regulation. I believe Lacey said something like that too. We're going to just, we're going to, we're going to go back. We're going to ask every council person, ask the people in their district, business people and homeowners too, what law on the book is really irritant to you? And then we're going to see if this is even cost effective to have this rule, have this law. You know what I like to do? I like to bring back neon lights downtown. Screw it. You go down downtown, Jack. I don't feel safe with those low lights. Screw that crap. I want it lit up. Let's take a break folks we're back and it is monday this is your host who it's radio strongman kim wade i'm coming to you alive from wy a b 1039 fm folks with no further ado using the full weight of our local resources and uh we have on the phone with us 
All the way from the Heritage, Heritage Institute, a、uh, Will Skillman Fellow in Education. We have Jonathan Butcher on the line. Mr. Butcher is going to be talking with us about、uh, the Supreme Court ruling regarding、uh, charter schools,、uh, private schools, funding of those schools, et cetera, and the choice, what school choice means as a result of that、uh, ruling. Mr. Butcher, welcome to WYAB. Thank you. Great to be with you. Good to have you here. Appreciate you making your time available. And uh, uh, you're with the Heritage Institute, and、uh, you're familiar with the Supreme Court ruling. You're going to try to educate the public as to what, it,、uh, what the implications of that ruling is for education. Sure. So, this ruling was Carson v. Macon, and it was a case that originated up in Maine. Now, Maine has a school choice option that dates back more than a century, and they have rural areas in Maine where they actually do not have assigned public schools. And so a century ago, they, essentially, they came up with a policy that said students could choose a private school、uh, that was close to them if an assigned public school was not available in their local area. And so for many years, that, that policy was in place, and families could choose private schools, including religious schools. In around 1980, the state made a decision that parents could not choose religious schools. And so religious schools were excluded. That resulted in a, some back and forth, and ultimately the lawsuit that was just decided this year, just a few weeks ago. In this suit, what was at stake really was the question of whether families can choose a religious school that actually teaches religion. So it's not just sort of religious in name only, they call it a status versus use. Distinction. Is it a religious school in status, by status only, or do they actually、um, train students in the,、uh, you know, the different、sure. ideas of、uh, ecclesiology and theology and doctrine and things like that?、Right. And the Supreme Court ruled that yes, if you have a publicly available program where families can make a choice, then they should be able to choose a religious school. Otherwise, You are discriminating against religion. And so that was the big decision that, that really came out of this whole episode. Okay.、Uh, does the ruling just uh, uh, stay uh, only apply to Maine? Does it have national implications? So that's a great question. So,、uh, kind of. <laughs> so, yes, it applies to Maine and to this specific instance. In Maine, but it would also apply to any other publicly available you know, program.、Um, that, but it would have to meet, you know, other cases, other examples would have to meet certain criteria in order for this decision to apply. I think what this has done is it has advanced the school choice argument really coming out of Zelman v. Cimenteris back、uh, in 2002. In Zelman v. Cimenteris, that was regarding a voucher program in Ohio. The question was whether <clears throat> school vouchers violate the establishment clause of the Constitution, right? Do school vouchers actually establish religion? And the court ruled no, they don't, the school vouchers do not establish religion. And so a number of cases kind of followed that,、uh, including one regarding some、uh, rubber tire pieces that were used for a playground in、um, Trinity Lutheran uh, v. Um, Uh, Missouri, I believe, was, was the, full,、uh, the full title of that case. And then there was a case in Montana 
where this status versus use distinction really kind of came into focus because they ruled in Montana that, you know, you also had to allow for parents to choose a religious school uh, in in that particular case. But it was the question was left open, does the school can it just be religious in name only or can it actually teach religion? Mm-hmm. And that's what was uh, that's what was being decided in the main case. And each time that we have a decision like like this, it further um, distinguishes, I guess I would say, school choice as something that does not violate the Constitution, right? It doesn't violate the U.S. Constitution when families can make choices about how and where their children learn, even if it's in the case of a scholarship program, even mm-hmm. as if it's in the case of uh, something where state money is, is being used for, uh, and even, yeah, state money and, and even, you know, the federal money that, that goes along with, in certain cases, usually federal money is not involved, but, but nevertheless, you know, whether this... Um, uh, allows families to decide how the, how and where their children will learn and and whether that violates the constitution so so each time we have a decision like this it it further i think gives us confidence that school choice is uh, uh protected so basically uh the individual states what they have on the books as far as their laws and the disbursement of money here we have the uh what is it? It's the MAE Fully Funding of uh, Public School Act or something like that, where you got to have money made available regardless of the uh, uh, financial status of the district uh, or county. You know, you may have wealthy counties and poor counties, et cetera. Uh, they propose that the money be evenly distributed or as best it could be. Uh, seems like that would affect that since they have this as a standard that everybody has to have the same amount of funding. Uh, if that's on the books, um, Mississippi could benefit from this ruling. Well, I think so. I mean, questions of funding formulas often are even more specifically tailored to states. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you a quick example here. There was a state Supreme Court decision in Nevada about um, a little less than 10 years ago where they ruled that a private school choice program, education savings accounts, actually, which are, are, are available in Mississippi as well, mm-hmm. that they did not violate the Nevada Constitution, so they they were lawful. However, because Nevada's funding formula was written very specifically in state law, um, all of the money essentially has to flow to public schools, assigned public schools, and so that that um, that prevented the program from going into into operation. So it's really going to depend on how the law is written in Mississippi and and what the what the opposition is trying to to charge or what they're trying to prevent right. uh, by challenging a um, a school choice program. I, I think education savings accounts are, um, you know, generally speaking, I think they are a a great way to uh, show how school school choice can be ruled constitutional because parents don't have to choose any one particular item, right? They don't have to choose a private school. They can choose two, three, four different things all at once. And so that means that when the money goes to the parents' hands, they're making the decisions. They're not being coerced. They're not being compelled. They're not being forced to spend it at any one place, which then could be considered a way that the state was forcing them, right, to establish religion. We have a uh, you mentioned the Missouri case. I think that's the one where they were the whole thing about uh, the 
materials for the playground, uh, rubber tires or whatever it was, not being uh, available to this entity because it was not of the state's or the public education sector's liking. We have a situation here, and I don't know if this would fall under, where the uh, successful, what I believe was a successful charter school was attempting to lease uh, a closed public school, public junior high school, the board approved it then because of some community activists, the regular soreheads, came in and put pressure on the school board. They rescinded the contract. But in light of the ruling, you know, this is all public money. It seemed like they would have access to it. I mean, they should be able to contract. I mean, and the reason that they gave for rescinding it was because they didn't want to basically give charter schools uh, more of an inroad into the uh, access to the kids, yada, 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 funding and all that kind of crap. But it would seem like that would be prohibited under the Supreme Court ruling. It should be permitted, and actually it's quite common across states that charter schools will either lease or purchase public school facilities. Mm -hmm. Now, districts have tried to make it difficult for charter schools to do that, and I've actually written quite a bit about that. Uh, Districts like Tucson, Arizona, Milwaukee, Wisconsin happen to be particularly famous for making it hard for charter schools and private schools to get access to even empty or closed public school facilities. Uh, but in many other places, so I'm thinking New York City, even Washington, D.C., it's a little more common for charter schools to be able to get access right. to closed public school buildings um, and, and lease them as well. In fact, in New York City, there's actually a, uh, uh, quite a few situations where charter schools can lease facility space in an open a public school building. They'll actually share a building, and the charter will will lease that space from them right next door to a to an assigned public school. So, um, I think that it is uh, it's obviously most most definitely in the benefit of the parents and the children to have that kind of flexibility. But I think uh, public schools as well can um, traditional public schools can benefit from uh, the innovative ideas that the charter schools are doing right next door. Um, if they you know, if a traditional school finds that they don't have the services that can help a, a child in a particular situation uh, based on either their interests or their needs or, or what have you, uh, having a charter school next door that might, might be able to meet that child's interest um, uh, would be of benefit both to the school and to the families. So, um, yes, I think um, allowing charter schools to get access to uh, public school buildings is, uh, is nothing short of essential. Absolutely. Folks, we're talking with Jonathan Butcher. He's a uh, uh, Skillman uh, fellow there at the Heritage Institute, and uh, he's here with us on the line. We're talking about school choice, the future of school choice, the prospects for it, et cetera, some of the challenges across the nation uh, as relates. uh, What we're going to do is take a break right now. When we come back, uh, Mr. Butcher, I want you to weigh in on Arizona. Arizona seems to have uh, uh, leapfrogged over everyone in terms of what they've done there in the state as relates to school choice and education opportunities. If you hold on here, we'll be right back. All right, folks, we're back, and it's Monday. We have Jonathan Butcher on the line with us from the Heritage Institute. We're talking about school choice, the meaning of the Supreme Court ruling uh, regarding the schools there in Maine, the the national implications, if any. And here's the way these things work. uh, Mr. Butcher can weigh in on this. Folks, after the ruling, and it looks like the wind is at the back of the school choice community, Uh, just a matter of having the proper lawsuits brought into proper jurisdictions and the legislature's doing their things, we could very well end up with what uh, uh, the the people there in Arizona has done 
If you would,、uh, I'm sure you're familiar with it because this is your belly wick.、Uh, tell the people what happened there in Arizona and why it's important. Well, certainly, and I had the great pleasure of、uh, serving the Goldwater Institute out in Arizona from、uh, 2011 to, to 2017. <clears throat> and、uh, I saw the Education Savings Account program、uh, first start and, and get underway there and then expand over the years that,、um, uh, that I was there at Goldwater. So it's a, it's a very exciting program, as I know the families participating in Mississippi's program are, are, are thrilled with it as well. But what happened just a few weeks ago was the legislature expanded eligibility for their education savings accounts to all children in the state of Arizona. And so now you have this program that was、um, limited to children assigned to failing schools, children with special needs, children living on tribal lands,、uh, children who had been adopted from the state foster care formula, and a couple of other groups,、uh, children from military families. Now it has been open to all children across the state. And this is, this is exciting because. We saw last year West Virginia adopted a similar program where nearly every child in the state will be eligible to apply for an education savings account. And I think that、um, that is truly、um, the most inclusive way that we can create opportunities for students today.、Uh, I think so often the teachers' unions and Um, those on the left side of the political spectrum will try to force school choice programs to only serve a small niche, and it, it limits it, you know, limits these programs to children with special needs, who of course are deserving of these programs, but you know, so are children from all different walks of life. So, very exciting what, what we saw happen in Arizona. Folks, in, in, in my opinion, what happened in Arizona and what's happened there in West, was it West Virginia or Virginia? West Virginia? West Virginia. West Virginia. Is,、uh, folks, this is the economic activity、uh, catalyst that everybody says that they want for their community. They want to see tax bases uh, 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 reestablished and enhanced, et cetera. This is how you do it. You know, Mr. Butcher, I, I, I continuously say that、uh, in these municipalities, these schools, and these. Uh, uh, Government entities, et cetera, if they just use the template of what's best for the kids and what's good for property values and make their decisions based on those two things, or I should say, as the foremost、uh, aspect of decision making in terms of raising finance,、uh, finances for the,、uh, the, the state, if you will, the government, if you will, it's going to be easy. But we have all these folks, basically, who are older folks like myself. Who won't leave the stage of life? We think everything is about us, whether it's about our contracts we have with the government or with the school district or our tenure or whatever, and not what's best for the kids. And it's, I mean, that's how you and I got here. Our parents put、uh, our interests ahead of everything else. They went to work every day, they put those pennies in the savings jar, and they made the sacrifices. We're just not doing it、uh, as we once did. Well, and there are interest groups who are fighting against this. I mean, teachers' unions and the National School Board Association and superintendents' associations actively work against、uh, school choice options. And they,、uh, and they have tried for years to force students to attend only assigned schools. So、um, I think that when we make the case to voters and to lawmakers that we are, like you said, not only opening Uh, all sorts of economic opportunities because、uh, teachers can,、uh, you know, they can establish private schools on their own. They can create tutoring programs. They can create unique educational options that will meet the needs of, of children in different situations. I mean, this is exactly the kind of landscape that every family wants. That's right. And, and you mentioned about what the teachers could do with their、uh, educational knowledge and prowess. 
And that is set up there. In other words, for those teachers who don't, wanna, won't, don't want the drudgery of having to go into a school district or a school、uh, house, rather, that they don't feel comfortable in, they feel threatened or whatever, they love teaching, but they don't want to put their lives at risk, the, the risk of their wives or husbands to go in there or face jail time for having to interact with some of these kids who are just not ready for prime time, as it were. So, this is an opportunity to basically just to shake up the status quo. All the way across the board. I, I think it's an, it's an exciting time. It's very exciting. And, you know, lawmakers in Texas, Iowa, South Carolina、um, all have this on the agenda、uh, this past legislative session, and then in the case of Texas for next year.、Um, I think that there are some innovative ways that、uh, teachers are using what are called learning pods today、mm-hmm. to create small learning communities for,、uh, for students to meet in small groups. and It allows for more individualized and customized learning options.、Uh, so, you know, school choices is opening up, I think,、um, really the future of being able to learn wherever you are、um, and access whatever content、uh, meets the needs of, of these young people. You know, uh, uh, in the efforts of, uh, uh, of the Heritage and the Goldwater and all these other groups that are out there fighting for educational choice. Uh, one of the things that I would suggest as you interact with the legislatures as a poison pill, if you will, the problem that, like here in Mississippi, school teachers, I think, are prevent, for, for, forbidden from being both school teacher and a legislator. Even though you can be a lawyer and a legislator, they don't want you to be a school teacher and a legislator. legislator.、Uh, one of the things they do, tell the school teachers you, if you can get somebody in the legislature to put in one of the、uh, bills that goes through, giving the school teachers. Total control over their, over their classrooms in terms of who comes and goes. If you give, I, I believe that would be the biggest draw to get support from a, the average rank and file school teacher to support whatever it is you're trying to do. Because here's the thing right now, the superintendents and the school administrators, they got the whip hand when they got these teachers on a one year contract that they can either choose to renew or not renew. But you can get the teachers in the privacy of the voting booth. To vote with you on an item, whether school choice or others, if you, if you tether it to the fact that this bill is also going to give the teachers absolute control over who gets to sit in their classroom and who has to leave. And I think if you do that, that will change the balance of power. But as long as the superintendents and administrators have, the, have that whip hand of being able to、uh, deny these people a contract,、uh, teachers are going to be a little skittish. Well, I know in other states, I can think of Arizona for one, that teachers can be both. Uh, teachers and legislators.、Hmm. Uh, so I know other states do it that way. And,、right. and I think that,、um, you know, when it comes to、uh, their working conditions, I think that they, you know, teachers need to be able to、uh, access other options outside of the teachers' unions. I think teachers' unions no longer represent the interests of their teachers. I think they are,、uh, they are political operations that、uh, lobby for all sorts of different causes. Uh, outside of、uh, the working conditions for educators. And so、uh, I think that there are other groups today, like the American Association of Educators, who can help teachers and answer questions about liability protection and things like that that teachers are interested in. So、um, I think、uh, helping to inform teachers that unions are not、uh, operating in their best interests is, is also going to be a big step. Folks, again, we're talking with Jonathan. But John, Jonathan, what is your website? How, how can people get more information on the work you're doing over there? Sure, they can get、uh, anything that we've written for Heritage at heritage.org. And then you can follow me on Twitter at、uh, JM underscore butcher, B U T C H E R. And just about everything that I write, I put up on Twitter.、So. 
Well, again, folks, we want to thank Jonathan and the work that you guys are doing down there. You continue to be of service to our, our Constitution, our freedoms, and our liberties. And we, we give a hat tip to all that you guys are doing down there. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time. What we're going to do is take a quick break. We'll be right back. Folks, we're back, and it is Monday. Hey, uh, one of our sponsors, Advantage Business Systems, you heard about them, folks. They help enhance your business performance, particularly when you need it most. Folks, it's just like with the solar panel crap they're trying to sell you. Listen, here's the deal. Solar and all that green crap, it's fine when everything is going fine. But when you need it most, when it's real hot, when it's real cold, that reliable so-called green energy is not reliable. But what is reliable? Advantage Business Systems. When your systems go down and you need them most, folks, Advantage Business Systems is there to help get it back up, up and run it. Uh, you don't have to sit there and watch people point fingers saying it's not my problem, it's the other guy's problem, it's the other vendors, it's the telephone line. No, they handle everything from start to finish. Give them a call, 362-9192. They'll come out and do an audit of your business and let you know how they can set up an operation that will keep your business up and running during the darkest time. So when you're spending money on labor because they're standing around the water cooler because everything's down, you should have had Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the web presence. Go there. Check out the contact information. And they'll send someone out, take a look at the operation. And when they discover what's going on, generally they're going to get the alarm that something's wrong before you do. And they're working on it by the time you get to the office. And if necessary, they will dispatch a warm body out to the site to handle things. So if something's physically wrong, they got somebody on the way. That's the way they roll, ABSMS. And as you're trying to keep your business up and running, go ahead and go the whole nine yards. Get people lease. That's right, people lease three decades in the business. Business handling all your back office operation, HR, uh, workman's comp, handling the payroll, uh, DOJ, I mean, excuse me, DOL, Department of Labor, everybody, state on the state level, federal level. Folks, they keep all those uh, agencies at bay by handling your paperwork. You get those letters and those envelopes that you're reluctant to open up because you just don't want to deal with it today. They open up the letters. They let you know what's required. If anything, the good news, the bad news, they handle it. People lease, peoplelease.com. They do it all. The main thing they do is give you peace of mind. So with People Lease and Advantage Business System, folks, you'll be running a head and shoulders above your competitors. Check them out today, PeopleLease.com. All right, we have Derek. Yes, sir, Mr. Derek. Hey, Kim, real quick, man. Um, listening to all uh, what was all said about, and especially how we passed the, the law, the made charter schools law, the use of um, taxpayer money, public funds. My question is, how do they get away with denying, in, in, like in the city of Jackson, denying them use of resources? Isn't that just like taxation without representation, which we fought wars over? Uh, it's like that, too, but it's also torturous interference with a contract. Uh, it's it's kind of iffy in terms of this is a school board. You can have input, but they had a contract in place from what I understood, and then they rescinded the contract at the at the behest of some people who don't even they don't even believe their own rhetoric. And matter of fact, Doctor Ivy was on the school board. Him and Sally Norwood, the chief opponents of them leasing the school to uh, a charter school, Rowan Middle School to charter school, and in my view, they need to explain what steps did they take when they were school board members that led to the school board being in a district where charter schools would even be an option. See. This is what I was saying to uh, Steve when he called, and that is we got a lot of people out there supposedly working on the interests of the community, working on the interests of black people, when in fact, when you look at it up close, they're the damn problem. 
Well, I, I'm going to go a little farther to say that, Kim. I don't want to hear another one of these shuckling jabbing Negroes talk about um, segregation and how the schools are segregating and all that type of stuff because you're doing the same thing when you're blocking stuff like this. Precisely. Are you not? That's right. Precisely. So I, I don't, I don't want to hear this victimhood garbage because it seems like the oppressed the oppressed has become the oppressor. Oh, absolutely. This is what I'm saying. We have become that which we fought against. We're doing it over there in, 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 there in Washington, D.C., uh, those blacks on those jurors up there are just as racist as the ones that were, uh, that were on the uh, 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 the Cheney Goodman uh, 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 trial jury. I mean, they're the same people. They got the same mentality. They got to get even. We're going to hold somebody down. We're going to do somebody wrong as opposed to doing what the law requires. But again, when, go ahead. When, when you when you go back to history, like I was telling the, um, you know, the, the, you know, the person that screens the calls, um, there was talk at one point in time, and it was quickly hushed, to make George Washington the new king of, of, of a new colony. He, I'm just paraphrasing, he basically said, are y'all nuts? Because um, it's just like the, um, it, which is actually a historical quote, like the guy said in the movie The Patriot. Mm-hmm. He said, he said, well, why um, should I fight a tyrant a, th- a thousands of miles away when I have to fight several tyrants only five miles away? Right. You know, so, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm just paraphrasing that quote. So you become the very worst thing. When, I mean, you become worse than the thing you fought when you start becoming just like the thing you got rid of. Right. So, again, I look at this whole thing against um, the charter school system as taxation without representation. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, again, see, we, we do all this kind of stuff, and blacks control the schools, blacks Controlled the school when these things went down to uh, a critical mass level of failure. And yet all we want to do is protect public schools. As I told those guys when I attended their meeting, I said, you guys, just like me, we grew up and all we heard from our old folks, all we heard from our grandparents, uncles and all that was education is the key. They never said public education was the key because public education wasn't available to us in too many instances. So for them to get up there now, like uh, public education is so sacrosanct, if they're sacrosanct, all they got to do is do their job and they got the money. They won't do that. No, no. And like I said, why, it, again, Kim, I hate to, I hate to keep um, bringing this up, but you met my children. Yes. And it's evidently, obviously, they, that they were well-mannered and, and well-kept, uh, were they not? Right, absolutely, absolutely. So why should if i'm paying my 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 tax money for the school and things like that why should i be forced to send my kids to school with criminals with cri- who, whose parents ain't did no job no effort trying to raise them why do i got to be forced to do that when i have an option right so you know i don't want to hear another black person talk about how you couldn't walk on up and you was paying for a pier that you couldn't walk on down in Biloxi and go for it mm-hmm. when i'm paying for school choices that you you keep bucking again you're no different. There you go. Again, uh, at the end of the day, getting our kids properly educated is going to be the key to our economic development, not rebuilding Fair Street, trying to do that retread crap. We need to go back to the uh, uh, things that actually work. Fair Street worked, but Fair Street wasn't built with government money. And our edu- our kids were better educated when the white man had his foot on our neck and was giving us hand-me-down books. Now we got all the benefits of modern society and our kids don't even want to go to school. And you know what gets me? I'm seeing all these folks, even old folks, walking around with book bags and we got some of the dumb, dumbest people on the planet running around here. Man, what the hell's going on? What you got in that book bag? A gun? 
Man, please. Don't get hey, me started. Exactly. But like Kim, like my dad used to say all the time when I would try to play that race car, well, why you do it? Why are you doing this in school? Oh, the teacher don't hate me. She races. He said, well, you're not there to be liked, and she ain't there to like you. That's right. That's right. She's standing. <laughs> you know, he, that was his answer for everything. Well, you ain't there to be liked. That's right. That's right. They were plain spoken. They had good. You know what? And Dennis Prager was making this point today. The problem is these people just lack wisdom. They're fools. They're just, I mean, they're educated fools. They got all these advanced degrees, but they don't, they're fools. They're not grounded in anything. Yeah, they go to church, they're deacons and all this stuff, but they don't believe the word because they won't implement the word in their actions, not just when they're on their knees before God, but as they walk amongst men, as they do their job from eight to five, as they live their, live their lives from five till the next morning. This stuff, ain't look, it ain't complicated, but it ain't hard. They just don't want to do it. It's the decision, like my grandmother would say. Uh, doing hard ain't uh, doing right isn't hard. It's making the decision to do right. And people make the decision, I ain't going to do it. I well, Kim, I, I tell you another thing. I'm sick and tired of these political leaders and activists. If y'all have another darn giveaway funded by taxpayer money, I'm going to scream. Well, that's the whole thing. You know what? This is where all this sham and all this stuff is. So all these folks out here talking about how they give away all this food and stuff, you're giving away food that was given to you. God bless you for doing it. But don't get it twisted because that food is going to rattle. Like I, as I pointed out earlier, the food that you eat now from the grocery store, is two, that, that's the harvest from two years ago. And they, they, they putting everything in place now where they can't even get crops in the ground the way they had with the proper ammonia and fertilizer and all that stuff. Folks, we're going to be starving. It's going to be hard times, nickel and dimes. All you folks voted for Joe Biden. All you folks carrying a gun for the government, folks, everything's going to change when people go hungry. They ain't going to be trying. They ain't going to be respecting your badge. They ain't respecting your title. They're no. going to they take your and, stuff. And if you wasn't like us coming up, you know, that I grew up in the rural part of Mississippi and, you know, near the Pine Belt, where we learn to live off the land, you're going to be in trouble. Got some difficult days ahead. Thanks, Derek. Appreciate you, buddy. <laughs> yep, we got some difficult days ahead, folks. So much of what's wrong with our country isn't rock, rocket science. What, what, what it's going to take. We, we lack wisdom and we lack heart. You don't have to be Hootsie the Owl. You don't have to be Mother Teresa or Billy Graham. But you have to have more than a nodding acquaintance with the word and with the Lord. You don't. And I know in my case, I don't get it right every day. Folks, listen, there's some folks I want to grab in the throat. Yes. I want to turn some tables over. I ain't one of them folks to tell you, oh, yeah, uh, I got it right. I'm living right. I don't, uh-uh, baby, every every minute, every step is a chore. Because I run across some folks who need, you know what, in Kim's personal opinion, in my carnal opinion, people just need a good butt whooping. I can't say the word I want to use, but that's all. They just need, they need a, they, they need a boot up their backside. We putting up with too much crap. We're putting up too much crap from the so-called bankers, the pharmaceutical industry, these governors and secretary of states and these sheriffs and everybody else who think they just push everybody around. It's going to come to a point with, hey, hell, you know, if I got to go, I promise, Lord, just let me go on the group plan. Let me take a few of those SOBs with me. Not for the joy and pleasure that I might get out of that, but there'll be less of those SOBs my kids and grandkids are going to have to deal with. That's what I live and that's what I want to die for right now, that they don't have to go through this stuff. But all these old so-called bullies, whether they be the greenies, the communists, the socialists, 
or people who just want to be busybodies and pushing me around. Hoss, that's not my ministry. And my suggestion to you, and I mean this, if you can't stand pain, leave me alone. But I can tell you now, that is not, that is not of your mindset. You think that it's always going to be where you can just push everybody around. Everybody's going to be intimidated. Everybody's going to be afraid of losing everything and, and, and having the law brought down on them. See, you're the law right now. But let the power go off. Let the grid go down. It'll be the law of the jungle then. Your badge ain't going to mean nothing. Your golden boss car. And you know what that, you know that government car that you're riding around in? You know what that's going to mean? It means you're a target. You ain't got to believe me. Bro, study history. Go on YouTube. Go on the History Channel. See, it's all giggles and grins now. Because you got all the gadgets and all the gear and all that kind of stuff. You ever watch that uh, HBO movie, The uh, Iceman? Did you ever see him? This guy, done, I don't know how many folks he killed. He talked about the different ways he took, took people out. Folks, don't get it twisted. That gear is not going to save you from somebody who's hungry. Go ask the police officer who has to deal with these homeless folks. He got every gun. He got the law behind him. He got the courts behind him, everything. He still don't want to deal one-on-one with that crazy man or woman. So I'm just saying, you guys, you're laughing and joking now. You look at the grocery shelves. Those grocery shelves, folks, look at those grocery shelves, those empty shelves, as the sands in an hourglass. You somebody big and bad now because you work for the government. You ATF, you FBI, you Hines County, you Madison County, you Rankin County Sheriff's. Okay, whatever. Deal with a hungry man. You blind to a broke man's dream? You can be blind to his blade, too. Our number is 601-879-0002. Let's take a break. All right, folks, we're back. Hey, you you can listen daily. Uh, you can go to thekimwadeshow.com for the podcast. I will be talking about my mayoral aspirations if they should materialize, but I'm going to tell you exactly what I'm going to do. It's not, I'm going to be like Trump. You're going to know exactly what you're getting. And I know there'll be some folks out there, please run so I can vote against you. I can appreciate that, too. But, see, it's the ideals that's going to be put out there, okay? This is why I try to tell Tate, try to tell uh, uh, Go- uh, Governor Bryant, man, you need to pump conservative talk radio into the jails, into the prisons. Let these people hear a different viewpoint. All they hear is this old Donna Ladd crap, all this hand-wringing, blacking, victim crap. Nobody want to hear that crap anymore. Under the Kim Wade administration, like I said, if you're marching for your rights, if you got a chip on your shoulders, if you upset what happened in 1942, whatever, or you you got some sexual issues that you can't resolve, you better resolve that after you get off from work. Don't bring that crap to work. And if you want to come in there, uh, 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 ex-Jackson uh, State football player, 300 pounds and some pumps and, some, and a wig on your head, you still better do your damn job. Be out there filling on potholes with those heels on if you can make it work. But you're going to work. We're going to end the BS. But folks, when, I, when you hear me talking about what's happening in our country, Trust me when I tell you, Joe, you keep hearing Joe Biden tell you the economy is not in recession. It's in transition. We don't even have the infrastructure for all these pipe dream, green solar craft, that they, but they're going to force it anyway. And I was down there on Hoy Road uh, this weekend. Oh, yeah, this weekend, Monday. Man, I couldn't believe that they're turning that thing into, basically, they're repaving and making it into a two-lane road with sidewalk. That portion that they're working on. All this damn time. 
But here's the deal. That means that they took federal money to do that. That's all. It means that because the federal money, when you see them roads being narrowed down like that, that's the federal government forcing people to narrow that thing down. Joe Biden's thing is he's getting, getting you out of fossil fuel, getting us off fossil fuel and you out of the car. How the hell are you going to get to work? Is that enough sidewalk to get you to work? But this is what you're voting for. This is what Michael Guest is funneling us into. This foolishness. I'm telling you, folks. They don't even have the infrastructure, and yet they want you out of the, uh, out of automobiles right now. They want you to pedal your bike to work. Okay, fine. But how do you get your kids to daycare? Folks, you want to, and you folks who are such good government stooges, you got to ask yourself, where are we going with this? But you don't believe Radio Strongman. I'm telling you now, you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to literally you're going to have to draw down on some folks. Sam, what's going on, my friend? Hey, buddy. What's up, Ken White? How you doing? Look, did the annual trip up to uh, Oshkosh, Wisconsin, where 10,000 pilots fly into the same airport, and we camp out on the airplane for a week. And, you know, the crazy thing is, is we never lock our airplane. We get up every morning and we uh, charge our iPads, iPhones, and everything else at this center. We go off to eat breakfast for an hour, an hour and a half, come back, and everything's still there. But anyway, my whole point is that uh, going up to uh, southern Illinois, mid-Illinois, before we got up, uh, half of the Degum windmills were either under repair or not turning. On the way back, all the solar farms, uh, it was raining. And it was kind of funny because they had this one vendor uh, that was actually – talking about all the solar panels to charge stuff but nobody was using that charging station but next door the honda generator was <laughs> a had a <laughs> they had a charging station and you had to stand in line to charge your stuff because the solar was not working it couldn't keep up with the people that were trying to charge their cell phones solar is crap for the purposes that they're trying it's not going to run our society uh, Joe Biden is not going to have the, run, the White House running off solar. I think Jimmy, Pan, Jimmy Carter put some panels in, didn't he? He did some crazy crap like that. This stuff is, listen, it fails when you need it the most. Who wants that crap? Well, they don't, they don't want us to, uh, you know, put a pipeline in. And on aeronautical charts, they actually show where, you know, pipelines and stuff, you're supposed to use it for navigation because it's, uh, you know, it's cut and it's right. cleared and everything else and all. But it's usually the greenest stuff there. But they don't mind strip mining for lithium and everything else that it takes to get that battery. You know what that means? It means they're full of crap, Sam. Brother, appreciate you. God bless. We'll take a break. Be back in 22 hours. See you on the radio. Get your roll on.